name is Cliff Thompson and it's a privilege to be your host on the show. Today we speak with Japeth Vawa. Japeth takes us on a journey of being a young, aspiring athlete uh, with so much potential and so much opportunity of playing in the NRL, what it was like for him in that 20s competition in his early days, coming from Manurewa, South Auckland in New Zealand, to then go on to face trials with his own injuries, the breaking down of his body, uh, the impacts that had on his mental health, and then his journey in finding God and how that solidified him in moving forward in his life and then moving into what he does now in his life. It's it's an inspiring story and a great listen. So I pray that today you are blessed, you enjoy it, you are encouraged. Let's jump into the show now and the conversation we had with Japeth Vawa. JP, if I, can, uh, if I can frame it up, if I was just to ask you, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your family, where you come from, uh, your background, and then we'll, we'll, we'll jump into a bit more of your story. So that's our start point. Tell us a little bit about who JP is. Yeah, so um, yeah, my name is Japeth, um, but most people know me as JP. Um, I actually got that name from my grandmother who didn't know how to say Japeth, and it's just <laughs> stuck with me ever since. Um, so mum is Cook Island, dad is Samoan. Born and raised in, uh, in New Zealand, in Manurewa, and then moved over to Australia when I was 15, going up to 16. Nice. All right, bro. So that's, that's actually a nice little uh, landing point. You said you moved over to Australia at a, you know, in your teen years at a young age, um, but you'd been, like many people and a lot of, you know, a lot of our Polynesian uh, brethren uh, are physically gifted and talented and they love to play sport and you were no different. I mean, look at the specimen you are today, uh, but also back then, a few years ago, uh, you were identified quite young as having some special talents in a specific field of sport. Uh, maybe you want to tell us a bit about that that part of your journey, JP, how, how, how young you were when you got into playing footy, uh, how that came about, and then your journeys over where it took you um, before we start diving a little bit deeper into some of the challenges that you had. Yep, no, sweet. So, I've pretty much been um, raised around sports my whole life. Mum and dad were into um, rugby and league at the same time. Mum mostly played netball. And um, I think just growing up, I was always around the courts or on the field. Um, sometimes during the games when they were playing, I would run on and, you know, my mum would have to carry me off. But um, no, I've always been, um, I've been around the field pretty much all my life. I started playing when I was five. Uh, for money to a Marlins, and then at the age of I think, 11, 12, I ended up moving to Odehu. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful <laughs> And um, yeah, just lucky enough, was able to develop, and um, I was I was scouted a lot, so it was mm -hmm. pretty good. Yeah. yeah, and so from that scouting, obviously, you land in Australia, and uh, around that time, I believe that. In the NRL, they had the under-20s competition. And uh, so you went to a – tell us about the school you went to. It's known as a famous nursery of, of rugby league talent. Um, so tell us a bit about that and then how you got uh, pulled into playing junior footy over in Oz. Yeah, so I was lucky enough to um, get a scholarship to Palm Beach Crombin, which is based on the borderline of New South Wales and Queensland, mm. um, pretty much right next to the beach. So – uh, surfing was another another um, subject we were lucky enough to do, fishing and stuff like that. 
And then, um, yeah, um, so I was with the Roosters first. Um, so I'd go to school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, fly down to Sydney on on Thursday, train Friday, play Saturday, come back Sunday. And I did wow. that for a couple of months. And then um, mom and dad moved over. They asked if I wanted to move down. And then some stuff happened, which um, they eventually let me go. But lucky enough, the school I was based at, um, all of the Titans, uh, the Gold Coast Titans at the time, um, all their coaches were there at the school. So mm. I was lucky enough to connect with them and went up the ranks pretty quick. And yeah. yeah. And so you were playing, I understand you were in the outside backs, you were playing fullback and you had some speed <laughs> to burn and, and uh, you know, you were pretty uh, wiry and, and quick. And so you're going up the ranks and at that time, that stage of your life, you obviously are thinking of, well, I could crack the NRL, I could have a better future in professional sport as an elite athlete. Uh, what happened for you on that journey from there, JP? Mm, yeah, so I was probably one of the unfortunate ones that, you know, um, injuries took a toll on, on me um, going mm. through those ranks. And then probably my last year of 20s when I was um, – not, a, not only training with the NRL squad um, part-time, but also going for that contract. I injured myself actually over here in New Zealand wrestling the, the Warriors. Right. Yeah. Good old Warriors, eh? Thank you, Warriors. Good old Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> but on a serious note, JP, um, what what sort of injury did you pick up? And, and what, So they, they obviously there were an accumulation of injuries that happened and that began like you're talking about being close now you're talking about signing uh contracts serious uh contracts that can lead to more playing time and and going up into you know up the ranks in terms of professionalism um being so close and then having these injuries what were some of these injuries and, and what as you, you experienced them what were some of the things that you were being maybe challenged by as it was happening at the time hmm. yep um, so the one that I got when I was over in New Zealand or over here was my knee. So I did my MCL, I did my meniscus and a partial tail of my PCL. Um, so that one pretty much took me out for the whole season. But then lucky enough, um, I was able to, in round 23, be able to come back and play again. But I ended up dislocating my ankle at training the day before the game. And that put me out again. But no, the feelings of oh man, the emotions. It was it was a crazy one, eh, to be honest. Mm. Um but a lot of there was a lot of dark places in that time. That's all I can say. Yeah. And Pretty yeah, dark. and I, I appreciate that, bro, that um, you know, obviously it it makes you you wonder and if and if you've you've been touted as having all this potential and you've obviously thought, Well, I'm gonna possibly be this and do this and and then all of a sudden, the injuries accumulate, they happen, it just becomes harder to to get back. Um, and like you said, then you get into this place with where you're thinking a lot of, and you frame it up as, as having some some dark places or some dark thoughts. Um, for for any other sort of young athletes that, that might be experiencing something similar, uh, what right now, just as you think back to those dark places, because obviously you're sitting here with us today, you were able to to do some things or whether you had some people around you or you would have talked to some people or you you did some things that really helped move you forward and encourage you out of that place. JP, what were some of those things, if you can think back to that time, 
uh, when you were challenged, when you were going through these dark places, what were some of those things that really, if you think back now, actually helped uh, manage that, uh, helped you get through that, if you could give us some insight? Mm. Yeah, I think the biggest one for me was um, I was lucky enough to be based in a church at the time. Um, so I had some really awesome people um, around me that surrounded me during that time, uh, especially a man named Kennedy Nalo. Um, he was he was one of the amazing ones, uh, pretty much like my mentor. Mm. And yeah, he was the one that pretty much got me through a lot of those dark places. Um, and then other than that, I think it was food, to be honest. Food, food really helped. Um, right. Yes, yeah, so I went from a fullback to a prop in about six months. I think there are a lot of people in our community that go from fullbacks to props and they're not even playing for the <laughs> Right? Within, within three months, all right? Yeah. So, so but on, on a serious note, man, um, you know, obviously you, you, you speak into the fact that you had some good people around you. You were planted in a, a faith community which helped navigate and steer. But, mm. but you know, as a human being, even with those supports around you, you're still going to struggle, right, with some of those mm. challenges because you still got to get up every day. You still got to keep going forward. You still have to move forward. So you obviously – realized came to this realization that maybe footy uh, is not going to be the path that i thought it was going to be and um you started taking up other sport and getting involved in because of people that know you know that you're a you're a big guy right and so you obviously started doing some bodybuilding or some weightlifting or whatever you want to call it <laughs> um, you shifted into that space so so how did that transition happen for you? And what was the catalyst for you to, to say, you know what, I still like to train, but maybe I'm going to I'm gonna do this or get involved in some other sport? What was the turning mm. point there? Yeah, I think, well, um, while I was playing footy, we were always in the gym. And I, I, to be honest, I wasn't one of the strongest men, um, one of the strongest boys there. Um, but I did like throwing around weights with my, um, with my cousins and stuff like that. Um, and then a couple of people were asking me if I wanted to do bodybuilding. Uh, to be honest, I didn't do bodybuilding. I never wanted to uh, be a bodybuilder, only because of the um, the dietary side of things. Uh, I didn't like to starve myself, as you can tell. But um, no, nah, like obviously, I, I, I like to um, I like to train in the gym um, mm. now and then, and you know, it's a place where I can take my mind off a lot of things and. You know, put a lot of frustration into the weights. Mm. So, yeah. No, it's good. And so, obviously, you you, you transitioned over into to gym life, into weightlifting, and we're, we're going to see some photos soon of this amazing um, physique that you have, the the, the, the six pack that's going on there um, that we we would all be jealous of. But uh, in saying that, JP, you know, having to deal with what do you say to someone today, and whether it be in sport. Uh, whether it be just in life, um, you've obviously got some experience dealing with some disappointment. What would you say to someone today um, that might be struggling with things not working out as they thought or as they planned? What would you say to encourage them? What would you say to keep them getting up tomorrow to keep moving forward? Um, I think um, just knowing that there are going to be disappointments, eh? And uh, but at the end of the day, like you said, things will always turn out for the best. Um, especially if you just continue to look forward, mm. continue 
just put your trust in God. Um, just knowing that, like, like for myself, you know, my my goal, my dream was to um, play footy. But you yeah. know, God, God's um, purpose for me was way greater than, far greater than that. Mm. Um, so just just knowing that, you know, just as long as you put your trust in God and just continue to push forward through those those little situations. And um, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. You know, it's not always going to be darkness. It's not always going to be hard. Yeah. Um, awesome, but yeah, just yeah. And having having like you said, eh, having key people around you, talking to people, getting involved. And I want to say to anyone tonight that might be watching that, you know, is dealing with the, have, has dealt recently or is dealing with some disappointment. You know, there there is help, there is support out there. Um, I'm you know an, an advocate for. Uh, and I'm involved with an organisation called Sport Chaplaincy New Zealand, which um, mm. the whole MO is to walk beside and journey with people, athletes and their families uh, through some of these ups and downs. And I can advocate for that, but but also advocating for, uh, like JP talked about, one of the areas that really helped him was being uh, in church and in a faith community uh, because that's where you can get help. So if there's anyone tonight that needs to reach out or just wants to know a bit more, uh, we can provide professional services and a link to that. I just want to say that now while it comes to mind. Or if you just want to talk to someone, you know, don't be afraid to message the Runda Gathering in a private message if you feel the need to. And we can definitely, I uh, would love to help you support, uh, help support you in that area. Um, but coming back to you, JP, um, around your story, you're now in a place where obviously you've, you accepted that your life's going to take a bit of a different course. And you said that, you know, you've, you've, you began to realize that God's full purpose and identity for you wasn't just footy. Cause even at best, right. You might've had a, at best, say, say you had a 12 year career at an elite level. Um, it still does come a point where that professional playing time comes to an end. So you've mm -hmm. got to be thinking about, um, your identity is far greater than just your ability to do a certain thing. It's also the ability um, or, or seeing what God has for you and the ability to do other things that you're passionate about and find those other passions. So, JP, for you, um, to let, let the people know a little bit, what are some of those other passion areas in your life that you're either you have discovered or that you are still discovering about yourself? What are, what, what else is JP passionate about? Um, definitely food. I'll always be up there, but now um, for myself, uh, I love the youth. So um, I'm a youth worker at the moment. Um, I'm also um, one of the youth mentors in our church youth. Um, I love singing. I love music. Um, I love going on trips, uh, finding new places to go. Um, me and my partner love going to the beaches and just spending our time there. And yeah, so yeah, yeah really, I really enjoy being um, around the youth though. That's, yeah, that's one place. And I know I can testify to that JP, not just that you love being a around youth, but how much of a difference yourself, your partner, and even our youth mentors have even just really made in this, this lockdown uh, time for a lot of our youth uh, and how much work it takes to, you know, not just uh, listen to them, but understand them, uh, be patient with them. Uh, that's really amazing, bro. So, you, you know, you've come, uh, you've come a long way, but not only that is we can really begin to see how God is going to continue to use you 
further into the future. So appreciate that, bro, giving us some insight into your life and uh, mm -hmm. what you do. So we're going to jump into some questions now. Let's let's pull up uh, some of these questions and we're going to bring them through live on the screen and uh, see what we've got for you. See what some of these beauties have, have asked you. Uh, from Pastor Lisa, JP, who helped you get through that tough time of injuries? Um, yeah, so... I, like I said, I had a lot of people uh, based around, uh, surrounding me. Um, but Kennedy, a man named Kennedy Nalo and his mm. wife Elizabeth, um, they were they were at the top. Um, also, mum and dad, mum and dad were, were massive during that time. Just continued to speak life into me because I literally mm. gave up on life. I was just sitting down in bed every day eating. But yeah, pretty much those four people, they were the biggest. Awesome, very cool. Oh, we got a question here from a very special lady uh, from Hadassah. What's your advice to other youngins? And it could be advice going. about anything. <laughs> I reckon just just keep going. Um, at this, I, I guess that being young, man, just enjoy enjoy playing every sport. If this is for sports, um, just just go go for gold, man. Um, don't let people hold you down to one sport. Just enjoy. enjoy yeah. That. Yeah. Good. Good advice, JP. Enjoy it, eh, while you're doing it. Um, from Cammy, advice on how you balance sports, church, and life as a whole? Um, yeah, well, I was lucky enough that most – when I was playing um, Titans, most of our games were on Saturdays or Mondays. Mm. Um, so Sunday Sunday was, you know, one of those rarities we would play on that day. But um, when it came to, like, I don't know, like worship and stuff like that, just – yeah. Putting, you know, prioritizing. Um, church would always um, come first, especially when it came to worship. Yeah, over my sports, but um, yeah, just gotta find and that it, balance. And that's a good point, JP. That that's a real personal thing. People have to, you know, it's what you value, and if you value what God says and the relationship with Him, you got to make those the choices. And I know that it's, it can be, a, a, especially a lot of young athletes or athletes have to face those choices in their life. So I appreciate that. Uh, we've got a good question here from Amy. You said you like to train in the gym now and then. Is it more now or then? <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, it's definitely now. <laughs> <laughs> cool, bro. Uh, Den Den, highlight since being a part of the Render Gathering. What's your highlight? There's, there's way too many. Too Render Render highlights. Well, let, let me rephrase the question. How am I your highlight? <laughs> in what way do i highlight your life no 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 but maybe just maybe just what are some things you really enjoy about being part of a faith community jp mm. i really like um i enjoy the sundays i uh, actually i miss the sundays mm. and just the care that you see the genuine care from um you know everybody everybody yeah. within the church mm. yeah bro it's awesome that's cool. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see if we've got a few more coming through here. Uh, there are a number of questions. i got one while we're getting another one to come up. i got one from Solomon that says, Hey, cuz, is that beard real? <laughs> the heat's coming. I told you. It's it so real. <laughs> <laughs> it is real, so real. Real mascara. It's up to you, mate. Here's another question from Isaac. Any regrets? Uh, you can't be like Jason Tomalolo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Any regrets? Nah, no regrets. No Good. regrets whatsoever. No regrets. <laughs> Here's brother Bobby. Uh, what makes you want to be doing the youth thing? Um, I think for myself, like growing up when I was in youth, um, the impact the youth leaders had on my life at the time. Um, and then also like the struggles that I went through, I knew that I was able to um, be a voice, you know, for the, for the youth um, coming mm. through. Um, that was one of the biggest, but no, I just really enjoy the youth. I enjoy how young they make me feel, <laughs> how relevant they make me feel now. But they're amazing boys, man. Amazing boys and man. girls at our youth. I love them. Awesome, bro. This is a great question here. Um, brother, what was it like to be a Christian man in a sporting culture? Wow. Hey, Potter. My man. Hey. Uh, <laughs> there he is. Yeah, there he is. Um, you know, for myself, um, I thought that I could be a light um in a sporting culture uh growing up i think I, w I was never one of those ones that wanted to try anything when i was going through the ranks uh, i always just knew there was like good or bad and um i knew sometimes making bad decisions would end up taking me one direction one path and making good decisions um you know would help me out um, mm. that way but um no yeah i just noticed that i knew that there was a lot of darkness when it came around sports um, just with the culture of drinking and girls and stuff like that, but mm. just being able to um, just to be a light, yeah, just be a light. Um, to a lot of people. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, I got another question here from. I'm going to bring this one through from Janet uh, Tavui. How did you overcome the reality check of acceptance? So, how do you come to just accepting at some point that hey, you know, this is what's happened and. and it is what it is right now. Yeah, no, um, I think for myself, I was just finding peace, um, being able to break away from that tag of I was just a footy player. Mm. Um, and then realizing, like, I was I was actually told by Kennedy, uh, Kennedy, that I was more than a footy player. Um, and that, that really, um, you know, that really helped me out and, made me realize like yeah i'm actually more than a footy player mm. i mean god's not done with me just because i'm no longer a footy player yeah. um awesome bro it's so good it's really cool um Dindin, Din, what's your goal for the future jp goal for the future i would love actually love to be in that um in that sports sports classroom chaplaincy uh, Chaplaincy, yeah, that would be really awesome. I'd love to be able to do that. Well, you know, all you, all you need to do is come to me, have a recording, <laughs> we make some things happen. But but before we answer Amy's question, just on that, um, I saw a question here in, in the uh, in the side note, and then we'll ask Amy's question as the last one. We've got a whole lot of questions here, bro, but time permitting, we can't get to them all. But I do want to ask this one, and then we'll bring Amy's one through again. Uh, and it was a question from Ose. Pastor Osan and Wainui, uh, did you consider coaching as an option to playing after those unfortunate injuries? Hmm. Hmm. Um, I did at one time, at one point, uh, but just the um, 
the strategies and stuff which is but too much for my brain <laughs> <laughs> but too much for me um are you more maybe, of one maybe, of those one of those run it straight <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh maybe in the gym. JP, run it straight <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and no, uh, that's pretty i've, I've never won Awesome, bro. Appreciate that, your honesty. Uh, let's bring Amy's question back through. Last one. What does the next year or two look like for you? Any big bells? I mean goals. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbbells. Uh, <laughs> it will definitely be bells within the next two years. Just letting you know. It will be bells. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I think we'll leave it there. Uh, no one the heat's going to come, but in a different way. We won't put that extra additional heat on uh, on JP tonight. But, but brother, we're going to um, pull those questions together for you, and we're going to uh, fire them through to you, and then you can answer some of these other great questions at a later point uh, in time, and we'll, we'll give the responses back to people. But, JP, just on your story, I appreciate um, the insight you've given us. And, you know, to encourage you, I mean, bro, you're doing mm -hmm. amazing and, you know, I think we, we so quickly forget sometimes as we get to know someone, we forget what they've been through. We forget mm. what they carry. Um, and uh, for you, we honor that tonight where you've come from uh, and what God is continuing to do in you. It's really special and important. And I know that you're going to help many, many more people. Well, there you have it. Our feature interview with Japheth Vawa on this latest episode. I pray that it really inspires you. It got you thinking about how you can overcome certain things in your life when it looks like it's going bad and it's not going to plan and maybe God uh, hasn't given you what you prayed for and, and you're doubting Him. It really does teach us through the life of Japheth and his story of how you can continue to hear God, press in and find His purpose for your life even if it looked a bit different to what you first set out and thought it might be. I pray you are blessed. Join us next time. Please, uh, please subscribe. Please join us. Please share. Uh, we really do appreciate the love and Afi you have for us uh, for the Render Gathering and Render Radio. We are the Render Gathering, helping you become.